0: Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932 the bombing of Hawaii's volcano, the dancing plague, the Ohio grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the i,i, the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to patreon, P A T R E O N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On today's episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, we'll be talking about Coral Castle. Welcome to Mystery Kids Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mystery Kids podcast. We're so grateful to have you here. And today we are going to talk about Coral Castle. Coral Castle has intrigued people for a very long time, since the 1940s. This very slender man decided to build this castle out of stone. Many people believe it was through supernatural powers that he was able to achieve this. So let's talk about... This wonderful man named Ed, who created the Coral Castle, this man named Edward Leedskeldnid was born January twelfth of eighteen eighty-seven. He was a Russian immigrant who immigrated to the United States and was a self-taught engineer. He single-handedly built the Coral Castle in Florida. Ed was extremely smart. He was often sick as a boy, so he spent a lot of time reading books and self-teaching himself how to do things. And this is how he actually learned stonemasonry. Stonemasonry or stonecraft is the creation of building and structures using stone. But he also learned from his father who had learned how to become a stonemason in Latvia. In April of 1912, Edmund came to New York City. He was looking for work around the East Coast until August, and then he moved down to the Pacific Nor- Northwest to help out with logging. In the winter of 1922, he actually contracted tuberculosis, which is a pretty deadly disease, especially during that time. We have a lot of things that can fight it now, but during that time it was pretty deadly. So it's pretty pretty much a miracle that he survived. He ended up moving to a warmer climate because he was living in Oregon at the time. He ended up moving to Florida, where he purchased an undeveloped piece of land in Florida City. Over the next 20 years, Ed began constructing a massive structure that he called Rock Gate. Working alone and mostly at night, Ed eventually quarried and sculpted more than 1,100 short tons of oolite limestone into architectural and engineering landmarks. This would later be known as the Coral Castle. Now, Ed didn't make a ton of money, so he used very basic tools that he had either created himself or used from like salvaged lumber and timber and old automobile parts. So first, he actually built a house out of limestone block and wood, and then gradually he constructed the stone structure for which now the whole area is famous. Now, he was very reserved and he was very nervous to have people come, but eventually he began to open it up to the public and offer tours for 10 cents, which is really interesting because today it's $18 to go to it, but back then it was 10 cents. People were just in awe and wonder because these were giant, giant blocks of stone. And so people would sit there and ask him, how, how did you move all this heavy stone on your own? And he would reply, I understand the laws of weight and leverage, and I know the secrets of the people who built the pyramids. So all of this was originally constructed in Florida City, Florida, when in the mid-1930s, Ed hired a truck with a driver to help move all of this stone to a 10-acre site in the adjacent city of Homestead, Florida, which is now where it resides today. Now, Ed was a very interesting man. He was very, what they would say, was eccentric. He lived a very exclusive life, and he exclusively lived and ate only crackers and sardines. Sadly, he ended up passing away at the age of 64. So going back to this Coral Castle, Ed had spent 28 years building Coral Castle. He refused to allow anyone to watch him while he worked. A few teenagers had actually snuck in at one point and had witnessed that he had caused the blocks of coral to move like hydrogen balloons. So they were watching him just lightly move these, these big, huge things of rocks like they didn't weigh tons. It took him three years to move all the structures from the original building site to where it is now in Homestead, Florida, When Ed began to let people in, there's actually this sign carved into the rock on the front gate that says ring bells twice. And what would happen is someone would ring the bell twice and Ed would come down from where he lived by the castle and he would come down and let them in so that they could see everything at the castle. Anytime he was asked, how did you build this giant magnificent structure? He would just simply answer, it's not difficult if you know how. After Ed died, they actually went to the property to investigate what happened, which Ed ended up dying from an infection. So it wasn't anything malicious, Um, but they went to the property and they actually found about $3,500, which in today's money would be about $34,897. And that was mostly from him conducting tours and selling pamphlets. He didn't create a will and he didn't really have any close family. So they actually found his closest living relative um, who lived in the United States in Michigan. His name is Harry. Could you imagine if someone came to you that you had no idea and were like, so you own this giant castle, just so you know, in Florida? That'd be a, a really funny story to tell people later on. In 1984, the property was actually listed on the National Register for historic places and it is still remembered today. It's known as Coral Castle, but it also has the name Rock Gate underneath it as well. Let's talk about what it's like to go into the castle because the history is interesting, but this castle is absolutely incredible. Like I said before, it consists of 1,100 tons of stone in the forms of walls, carving, furniture, and a castle tower, which I will have pictures on mysterykidspodcast.com, so make sure you check it out. Often people mistake it to be made of coral. It's actually made of oolite, limestone. It's a sedimentary rock that's composed of small spherical grains that's often got a lot of concentration of fossil shells and coral. And it's found throughout Florida and Palm Beach County and the Florida Keys. One interesting thing is the stones are not put together with mortar. So mortar is this type of paste that if you looked at like a brick wall you'll see in between it there's like these gaps or if you look at tile it's a type of thing that holds and seals everything together to make it not have any gaps. Now none of this mortar was used at all in building this amazing castle. All of these stones are placed on top of each other in a specific way to use their weight to hold them together. The details are so fine and the stones are connected with such precision that no light passes through these joints. Also, everything has a perfect uniform to it so that it lines up and nothing has shifted over the years as well. One part of it is there's a two-story castle tower that was where Ed lived. It has an accurate sundial, a polar telescope, an obelisk, which is a really tall pointed pillar, a barbecue, a water well, a fountain, celestial stars and planets, and numerous pieces of furniture. The furniture pieces include a heart-shaped table, a table in the shape of Florida, 25 rocking chairs, rocking chairs that were made out of stone, chairs resembling crescent moons, a bathtub, beds, and a throne. With very few exceptions, the objects are made from a single piece of stone that would weigh on average about 15 short tons each. So he would bring in this giant stone and carve and create that object from the stone. The largest stone would weigh about 30 short tons and the tallest are two monoliths that are standing 25 feet short ton, since that keeps coming up a lot in this, is a type of unit of measurement that's equal to 2,000 pounds. So that's about as much as one elephant weighs. And that's just one short ton, just one short ton, which we're talking about tens to hundreds of short tons in these amazing structures. One of the coolest things about it, which is actually where it got its original name, Rockgate, is because of the nine short ton revolving eight foot tall gate. It's a very famous structure of the castle. It's actually documented in a ton of TV shows, but the gate is carved so that it fits within a quarter of an inch of the walls. It's well balanced, reportedly so that a child could open it with just the push of a finger. So you have this giant nine short ton gate that is massive and it's eight feet tall and it's so easy that someone could just push it because it was so perfectly balanced. It actually worked until 1986 and they had to remove it. to. They wanted to figure out how it worked. So six men... And a 50 short ton crane were used. And once the gate was removed, they discovered that Ed had centered and balanced it. He had drilled a hole from the top to the bottom and inserted a metal shaft. So he put this like metal pipe down the middle of it. And the rock was, re- was resting on an old truck bearing. But it was so rusted out this bearing, that was why it couldn't move anymore. They actually put it back in place in July of 1986 with new bearings and a shaft. And in 2005, it was repaired again, but it didn't rotate like it used to when Ed had put it together. So how did this man by himself? This took six men and a 50 short ton crane to get this gate off and fix it. How did this one man do and create this all by himself? That's a total mystery. So, Ed was only five feet tall and he weighed about a hundred pounds. So, he was a very, very small man and he would always say that he was inspired to build this castle after his 16-year-old sweetheart left them on his wedding day. Deciding that he wanted to show the world that he could make something of himself and prove himself, despite that he was not wealthy and he only had a fourth grade education, he decided to build Coral Castle or Rock Gate. So what are the theories of how this was created? One was thought to be psychic powers, also known as telekinesis. This is when you have the ability to move objects through your mind or through thinking about things. So everyone believed that Ed probably had telekinesis. Many people also said that he had a large knowledge of magnetism and earth energies. So they say today, if we were to build this castle right now, we could create it with the construction crew and modern machinery in a couple months. Mind you, this took him almost 30 years, but Ed worked by himself using very basic tools like picks. Winches, ropes, and pulleys to create this. He said he worked with the principle of leverage through a lot of things. Ed had one friend. His name was Orville Irwin, and he was actually a building contractor with a deep knowledge of construction techniques. And in 1996, he actually wrote a book with the title Mr. Cant Is Dead The Story of the Coral Castle, where he explained through photographs, drawings, and schematics how coral. Castle was created. He says it was definitely not paranormal things. It wasn't unknown energy or alien technology or levitation that built this castle. In fact, he says that was an insult to the hard work and integrity of his friend Ed. He said, back in the days when Ed started carving out his original stone, he was a generation who knew accomplishments by the sweat of the brow. It wasn't a mysticism, but hard work. This is how Ed really accomplished this massive project. So do you think that Ed, just through hard work alone, could create this massive castle? I don't know. There is something about it and these massive structures that now take so many people to even lift and move a portion of it out of the way. How could one man create all of this? All I know is that Ed had a dream and he sure went for it. And it is amazing what is still left today from his hard work. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want more episodes, don't forget to become a Patreon for $5 a month. You get a bonus episode. So make sure you check that out in the show notes below. Also head over to mysterykidspodcast.com. That is where I just put up Christmas books that our family loves. I've had a lot of people ask what my kids favorite books are. So I put a list together and put it up on our website. Also, if you could do this podcast a huge favor and just write a five-star review. It means so much to us. It doesn't cost anything. It takes you a couple seconds. And honestly, that is what helps this podcast continue to grow. Thank you so much. I hope you have a fantastic time. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Mystery Kids podcast. Thanks for listening.